0: This call is being recorded.
1: Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Amanda Rose, who is the author of Half My Size with the Ridiculously Big Salad. And there's a, 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 a also another book. Uh, which one is that one, Amanda?
0: Yeah, we eat have Like the, a Bear? That's right, the Eat Like a Bear jump Start. It's, okay. So the, there are two books now that have come out of my community called Eat Like a Bear.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. i got so many notes here I got, ran over one of them. I I have to say that you've done a marvelous job of uh, handling a a Facebook group that has probably repaid you, uh, jeez, a million times.
0: John, I am rich, rich, rich in success cases. I am so proud of what we have been able to accomplish with Eat Like a Bear. So we are a weight loss community, mostly women over 50, who have always struggled with their weight. I am, you know, the, the first case in the group, and I am 30 pounds below my lowest adult weight and a half my size weight loss case. We are just, this very week as we're speaking, John, we are about to hit 100 cases of people who have lost over 100 pounds since finding Eat Like a Bear.
1: Well, wow. that's amazing. That's, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Not only just for you, but for all those ladies.
0: Yeah, and a few men. So don't, don't want to leave you men out, but but you, but our community is about ninety-five percent women. It seems that we sort of attract ourselves, and a lot of men sort of you know hide hide back there, and you know we've got, we've got some we've got some great men in the group too. We need more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed your uh, your visit with uh, with Jack Canfield. That was uh, that was super. Great, Jack says he likes you a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, his his work with um, goals and vision casting is so highly aligned with what we do at Eat Like a Bear. And one of the things that sort of makes my own case stand out, particularly from past diets that I've done, is in past diets, my goals were things like lose 25 pounds or fit into the next pants or just... Things like that, the little measurable things that you think matter a lot, but ultimately those kinds of things are not as life changing as the goal that I actually set this time, which was I just wanted to get out and hike with my son. And I was 280 pounds, I was limping around my house, I could see giant sequoia trees through my window here in the Giant Sequoia National Monument of California, but I could not get out there. And I set that as my goal, I'm going to get out. And every day I got out, and I lived in that goal the very best that I could. Uh, Taking my son to trailheads, I hobbled along, I collected, you know, pine needles and made vinegar or dandelions (laughs) and made hand salve. I lived deeply in that goal. And that is probably the game-changing part of what I did for my own weight loss is just engage in that goal constantly that is where jack canfield and i are highly aligned
1: well you know jack jack's a good guy and uh he is a uh he, he looks at you as a as a as an outstanding uh leader in in this weight loss it's serious you know it, it'll take years off your life if you don't get get a hold of it and take something. About it, do something about it, and that comes in i guess the ridiculously big salad, and they yeah, eat like a bear
0: right and so let me say that these food this food model the the ridiculously big salad has driven a lot of success in our group, but really, I have a whole message of adaptation: take what we're doing, learn why it's working and create a model that's going to suit yourself and your lifestyle. And one of the great things about this is it's so adaptable that, uh, you know, to sort of all kinds of social situations, this model can certainly be implemented on food stamps even. And so it's highly accessible to people um, for anyone who needs to dig in and learn and make that change. And and absolutely, you're right about the life changes that we're seeing. Not only can I get out and hike, and I'm really living – my best because of that. But we've had Lazarus cases nearly in our group of people who really, it was their Hail Mary pass and they are out living new lives. It's very exciting.
1: The Hail Mary, you got it. Hail Mary, Staubach to Drew Pearson.
0: So what was that?
1: Are you a cowboy fan, Dallas Cowboy?
0: (laughs) Roger Roger
1: Staubach to Drew Pearson.
0: You totally got me because I'm not a sports person, but I need to get up on this so I can at least kind of pose as one. But I'm yeah, so the, not.
1: The hail, the hail Mary is Roger Staubach to Drew Pearson.
0: Okay, okay. Well, i no, I know the reference. I just didn't know maybe the the <laughs> entire origin of the phrase. So I'm glad we're 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 all learning something new here today. That's awesome. Good.
1: <laughs> Tell us about the three day challenge.
0: Oh, the three day challenge is. Um, an email sequence, very simple, that I put together in January of 2020, so it's almost 18 months old now, and it simply exposes people to our main meal framework. I show them what it is. I have these videos. I'm in my kitchen showing the meal, why it works, and asking people to think about questions such as, if you ate this kind of a meal every day for a year and could change your life, would it be worth it? And so we do some kind of reflection like that, but also learn the core meal framework. This very simple three-day email sequence, which is completely free, has driven so much success in this community because it gives people something to just jump in with. It's free, they can kick the tires, you know, whatever the case. But somewhat surprisingly to me, because I designed it as a kick the tires kind of a thing, People jump in and really hit it. We've seen massive weight loss success in just three days. And, in fact, it's been so successful that it made the cover of Woman's World magazine. The three-day challenge itself did. And so I'm, Mm. I'm excited about it. It now has a book dedicated to it and its success. And the idea of just like, let's just teach people something very simple. Give them the tools. Change their lives.
1: What is the uh, the record for a three day challenge? In
0: well, weight so the the record that we found back in December when I was working with Woman's World was okay. Wait for it <laughs> seventeen pounds in three days. But wow. she had she has congestive heart failure and so had a lot of fluid retention and so of course that's mm-hmm. going to be in large part fluid retention, but I'll tell you what, who, who wants to lug around 17 pounds of fluid, you know? So, right. yeah, and that was from a community member named Gail, who is 72, I believe, and she went on to lose about 70 pounds and is at her maintenance weight.
1: Wow, that's great. The um, I guess one of the rewards from this, of course, would be... Um, Feeling better about yourself, accomplishing something like this its just, it's, its probably been a lifetime uh, venture in, in trying to corral it and make it work for for, for them that are they're taking on the uh, char- the challenge.
0: Absolutely, John. I that for me that was unexpected, but maybe it shouldn't have been, because I've struggled with weight all of these years, and that psychological benefit of succeeding in something that you have struggled with your entire life. It's so empowering. I mean, it's really life-changing, and I feel like that internal transformation is maybe even greater and I'm sure more valuable than even the external and the physical aspects of what we're doing. it, it It is hard for me to overemphasize that point, actually.
1: Well, I think so. I think so. I also uh, took note of the keto diet meal plan and how that can help to transform your body and probably use that uh, uh, for your followers.
0: yeah, so we so the ridiculously big salad, for instance, is a very distinctive version of the keto diet, so it fits within the macros of that, but it is its own distinct little niche. Of what people call keto because it's very carb minded it's calorie minded as well and um, but the keto world the keto information is part of what I direct people to as they're crafting their own approach we do have people who say there's no way I could ever eat a salad you know they don't like it or they have some digestive problems or whatever else and so there's lots of foods out there that you can incorporate and you know build your own make your own approach in fact I think if we all had to make our own approach, we might even all find more success because in that process of adapting and making it our own, we learn that we are at the helm, that we are the locus of control of our weight loss.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think so. I know that I, I love salads. Uh, no cheese, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but my wife likes it, so that works both ways. Mhm,
0: mhm. Well, and so so if someone came to me and said, "Well, but I can't eat the cheese, look, don't eat the cheese. You know, there, there's yeah. really about a salad. there's really, very little that's required. I mean, maybe the lettuce kind of is, but you know, you could even put another vegetable under there. but it's mm-hmm. all adaptable to suit your your tastes, your other needs, and it's just a matter of working through it and making it your own.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm In in flipping through the uh, uh the internet and looking at the uh, various uh meal plans, keto wise, uh, I ran across the, the diet and how alcohol fits in it. And I'm I'm pleased to to know that I'm on the right side of the uh, formula for that.
0: what's uh, your side? <laughs> what's your side, well, John?
1: no it's uh whiskey uh-huh. tequila. it's the it's the no sweeteners I don't like sweet drinks um i don't i gave up beer uh, twenty years ago um only because it was too many calories too much uh uh too much sugar yeah and a lot of that you have to watch which ones of the uh, uh liquors can can be um, hard on you if you mm-hmm. if you don't watch the sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: I'm I'm right on it. I was patting myself on the back.
0: <laughs> well, good. See, the keto world has now given you a reason to keep drinking whiskey. <laughs> so <laughs> now you're a Texan, so you know I'm not going to grab that whiskey out of your hand. But I'll tell you what, I was a big nighttime cocktail drinker, and whiskey is my um, alcohol of choice by far. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I was here in the giant Sequoia National Monument making mixers and drinks, cocktails that would knock your socks off. I could have taken them down to the Hollywood farmer's market and gotten rich. And luckily instead I got thin and I'm getting rich in my success cases because that nighttime drink, the thing about it for me in my context is, you know, nightly comes every single day and just before you go to bed. And so if you're, if you're, you know, body is tied up with processing alcohol while you sleep rather than burning fat, it can work against you, especially someone like me who, I mean, you know, I was 280, John, (laughs) so I was up there. That's a lot. Yeah, and sometimes when those of us who get a little further up there, we need to, you know, kind of keep it tightened back just a little bit, but someone who can get away with drinking whiskey regularly, I say, John, you know, maybe God loves you more. God bless you. And, um, I'm, you know, you're not going to hear from me that you should stop doing that. I mean, we all just have to look at what we can, what choices we can make that are going to fit with our long-term goals, basically.
1: Well, I allow myself one and one-half ounces uh, in the evening when I take my meds. And mm-hmm. that's the reward I get for taking my meds.
0: Well, fair enough. And I like that you measure it. Because that's kind of the other thing, right? Is I mean, I know I would probably not measure my whiskey and not notice that it continued to get you know more and more. Right. You know, right. that's me. <laughs> now, are you are,
1: are you bourbon or scotch? Bourbon. Ah.
0: But you know, uh-huh. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm I'm open. I'm open. At least I was. Hmm. But John, John, I'm not doing that anymore. Really, I've, I've drawn the boundary on that. So I'll just say. If if we ever see see each other in person, I'll probably be the teetotaler.
1: <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That works <laughs> for me. But I'm but I'm
0: I'm happy to be around others drinking. I have no problem with it. It's just it doesn't fit in my choice set and and you know the decisions that I'm making for myself.
1: Right. Well, I think that's uh, admirable, and um, I think that the people that. Uh, in, in the groups, are there various groups or just one big group?
0: We have one main group, but then we actually have about, I don't know, 15 little groups that are theme-based. We have a, and they're all, well, they have bear names. So the main group is eat like a bear. And then we have crafter bears. We have shake like a bear, which is exercise. We have silver bears for people over 60, Um Oh, oh, we have a group for people who've started over three hundred pounds, and it's called Ursa Major. So we do have a variety of groups.
1: My oh my, that's uh, that's amazing. And the uh, the more to them that uh, that they're after, quite a quite a goal. They've probably had all their, all their life, I would assume.
0: That is the common story in the community. And again, you know, I feel like I've kind of attracted myself, and so. We tend to have people at higher starting weights coming in. Um, It tends to be more women. We tend to be older. And so it's great. I mean, we're we're finding our people and people who get it, you know, as we say.
1: Well, the the one thing that people don't want to do is to drink
0: uh,
1: alcohol if they have diabetes or heart disease or liver problems.
0: Oh, absolutely. uh, Yeah. Or
1: cancer. You know, those those are just Mm -hmm. givens.
0: Mm-hmm. For put sure. it,
1: to, put it put it back in the bottle.
0: For sure. And, you know, alcohol is just – it's one of those things that, for me, it's like the donut or the cookie or anything else. It is a key reason I was 280 pounds. And so I just, for myself, I just have to really look at that, how much I was drinking, that I was drinking more and more over the years. Because, of course, you know, your tolerance increases, so you want more. And, you know, I was making some great drinks. Um, but, you know, I can make some great cookies, too. <laughs> That's part of the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, but all of we all need to just look at what our circumstances are and then make those daily choices that are going to foster our best life.
1: Can you uh, describe a keto diet?
0: So the keto diet um, is... It, you know, probably most people are aware of some, ver- at least variations of it. We've had the popularity of the Atkins diet for years, for instance, and mm-hmm. so keto um, is the sort of latest version of low-carb. It has a little bit more of a focus on fat and um, using fat to um, help f- fuel you, and, and that, I think that's great. Um, a reason that we're a little bit more distinct than just sort of generic keto is because the Ridiculously Big Salad does also mind calories, and that message is sort of lost in the keto world. Um, But also I recognize that a lot of us have a lot of fat we can live on that's already on our body. And so we don't, like, drown the salad in fat, but there's enough fat on there to have, like, a nice, Daily dose and to be satisfied, but to leave plenty of room for our bodies to burn it right off of itself.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, I was in Oklahoma, and I, I took up wrestling as a as a high schooler, and I was continually trying to lose weight. And of course, I would, and I'm I'm talking about 110 pounds. I would would be my goal, because the people in wrestling, high school wrestling or college wrestling, they're always trying to get this. You've got the same strength, so why not be the be the bully at 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 a at a, at a lower weight? Right. And um, so it would, I guess that probably has a had a bearing on my own um, way of doing things or what I intake and necessarily,
0: uh,
1: outtake as well. Um, mhm. I um I wonder about people who have tried other types of of uh, efforts in losing weight, for instance drugs or surgery or or other products like that. Could you outline some of those for us?
0: Oh sure. So I've 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 personally tried a whole lot of them except for the surgery. So I had been approved for bariatric surgery actually And that's maybe a whole other story, but I've never had it. I'm no longer qualified for it. But we do have people coming into our community who have had bariatric surgery, and they are some of the the best adapters of this diet because they don't have a big stomach like I have, and so they're not eating the ridiculously big salad. And they're taking what we've learned, and they're adapting it to their, their circumstances. The smaller stomach, which is a tool, and it really does help with hunger control, for instance, and so they have that advantage in a sense but they then need to eat over several hours and they still have you know bariatric surgery has i mean it has success cases but it has many many cases of people who've just gone back to their start their starting weight or above and the reason is in my view is that ultimately it really does require a change in mindset And so often when we're seeking that surgical solution, we're still looking for that tool that's out there and not really recognizing how much we each need to learn that none of those tools are the ultimate solution, that we do have to get into our own heads and work through why we're making all these little decisions every day that are impeding our overall goal and so bariatric surgery is an example of something that does place that locus of locus of control out there, you know, in the surgeon's hands. Um and, but it's the same with um, you know, with the like the um amphetamine types of drugs that are common for um reducing hunger for, you know, appetite suppression uh, mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's that tool out there. That, you know, it has some effectiveness but there's there's not really a long game play with that, and with any of them, because even taking the drugs, even being on you know somebody's formulated meal plan or whatever else it is, there's always that part of us that is gonna convince ourselves that we should eat or drink that thing we shouldn't be eating or drinking and and so we don't have that that long term change that we really need to have. And one of the things that works about this, in particular, the one-meal model, which is the Ridiculously Big Salad, is we get the eating over with. I can, I eat the salad in about an hour, and I'm more satisfied than I've ever been in my life with my eating at that time. But then I draw the line on it, and I walk away. And I have kept a very strong boundary on that eating over these almost four years now, and that is a key, a key tool. Eat, walk away. And, I mean, I eat big. And then I walk away and I engage in, you know, all of my other excessive activities because I'm, you know, frankly, admittedly an excessive person. So I go off and I'm excessive in other ways that do support my, you know, my long-term health and goals.
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, very impressive uh, you're sticking to that uh... It, it's all a matter, I guess, and the bottom line is is feeling good about yourself. And and that if you can make that work, then you're on your way for success.
0: Right, and, and I am very conscious of that every single day as I get out and, and live in life and have those moments of, wow, I can do this thing I wasn't able to do four years ago. I consciously take note of that to try to reinforce these decisions that I'm making every day. Because really, those little like decisions to eat the cookie or whatever that mm-hmm. then sabotage you and get you back up to 280, is that cookie really worth that? It's not. And, but you have to no. keep reminding yourself and keep living in that and so that you do continue to make the right decisions for yourself, whatever they may be.
1: Amanda, tell our listeners how many uh Different ways they can find you and buy your book and and maybe join your groups.
0: So, yeah, John, the easy way is just to go to eatlikeabear.com, and you can find the three-day challenge there. It's all over that website. So everyone should jump into that who's even a little bit curious because it's free. You can just unsubscribe. But eatlikeabear.com is where you'll find the information. But the groups that we were talking about, that's within Facebook. And so you could search for Eat Like a Bear in Facebook and find some of our pages and groups there.
1: Right, good, good. Well, I wanna thank you again for being our guest today. Um, its It's been interesting, the prepping for it was interesting. I enjoyed that too. And, thank you, John. Uh,
0: Thanks so much for having me on today.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, and I wanna thank my listeners again for tuning in to searching for integrity so long and happy trails to all